T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're getting you ready for Pro Football's ultimate matchup. Let's go! This is a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Danny and Dusty on 1080 The Fan. All right, hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. We are now 23 hours away from the NBA trade deadline expiring. Uh, We'll keep you up to date on any of the moves that uh, are being made the framework again let's uh we won't dive into this we'll if any new details arise we will uh, get them to you but a framework the framework of a deal um between the lakers timberwolves and yes utah jazz is being discussed and one of the targets and a guy that uh We've heard a lot about coming to Portland, Jared Vanderbilt. His name is being discussed in this uh, because of the fact that it looks like um, picks will be involved. Um, and you got to sweeten the pot if you're Danny Ainge and you want picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah would get rid of um, Mike Connolly, Jared Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley. Yep. Uh, Russell Westbrook would go from L.A. to Utah, and D'Angelo Russell would go from Utah or excuse me, Minnesota to L.A., uh, be reunited with this former team. Uh, that's the latest that we have now. If anything else kind of comes up, uh, we will let you know as to kind of some of the details and where, you know, the Blazers may pivot if that's a deal that they thought they were going to get. Yeah, and that's it's, it's, that's the interesting part of this is there were, there were talks about things along these lines, but nobody thought the Lakers were going to pony up the draft capital, which I'm honestly surprised they are. So we'll, we'll see just exactly if both picks, because that was the stick, because it's going to cost one pick to get off Russ, bare minimum. Do, did they give up the 2027 and the 20, 2029 firsts? What, what I am really interested in, though, is if you have that, this is, I wonder how much last night's blow up between Darvin Ham and Russell Westbrook led to this, led to this and being the final straw, yeah. because all the reports indicate they we all saw them kind of bickering on the floor right before the half. Mm-hmm. They went into the half and apparently had a blow up at halftime. Yeah, Russ stayed on the floor when he wouldn't check out when he told him to check out. Again, some of these things happen. Yeah, and you can get over it. No, but, but I wonder now <laughs> that we how many this today? Yeah, well, especially considering last night. There's another weird thing, and we you know we move on after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the video of Anthony Davis? Yeah, yeah, I have that in the notes for a little bit later. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a super weird one, too. Anthony Davis uh, 
not celebrating LeBron's accomplishment. Yeah, it's just too bad we're the uh, the audio format. Maybe we'll tweet out the video a little bit later. It's 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 hard to watch, to be honest, when you when you consider everything going around it. Okay, let's get into uh, Super Bowl Fifty Seven coming up right around the bend here on Sunday. Um, you know, we all look for ways that uh, will tilt these matchups, especially when you have a matchup that is as even as this one is, and this one appears to be between the Eagles and the Chiefs. I mean, what's crazy is that if you don't, if you haven't seen, they have the same number of points scored this year, same number of all pros. Um, they have almost identical statistics across the board (laughs) offensively, um, except for you have a far better passing offense in Kansas City. Um, These two teams, uh, points scored, I think it's points allowed, and or no, point differential, Mm -hmm. and all pros down the line. We're we're trying to nitpick here and find ways uh, to pick one side over the other. And... One thing that I saw that I, I thought was hilarious is that there is a better who he has bet on 15 straight Super Bowls and has lost every single one. It started with the Giants beating the Patriots with the David Tyree helmet catch, and he has not won a Super Bowl since. And he has has been able to supply his betting slips for every single one of these Super Bowls. And he has picked the Philadelphia Eagles to win Super Bowl 57. I really hate this because so have I. (laughs) (laughs) No! Yeah. Yeah. It started uh, with the 18-0 Patriots against the (laughs) 10-6 Um, Giants, or I guess they were 12 and 6 Giants, and he has not won one since. So, oh, God, did you read the last line brutal. there? He plans to win back a yeah. sizable portion of losses yeah. from past years with his latest Super Bowl pick, which he seems to consider a lock. No, but I, I go, Ugh. yeah, you think it's a lock, bud? No way. Because as you go back and forth in this, I think at the very beginning of last week, I was fully on board with the Eagles winning this game. I, 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 I And I do believe that there is a better roster in in Philly than there, than there is in Kansas City from top to bottom. But, you know, rosters don't win games. Matchups win games. And ha- just having great players, it, it doesn't make um, the, the outcome. And they have a g- phenomenal defense, the Philadelphia Eagles do. We've seen a ton of great defenses um, run into high-flying, potent offenses that get ground to a halt. But with Philly, what makes Philly a little bit different in this regard is that, dude, they score, man. The Philadelphia Eagles put points up. We think about this, and we think of Jalen Hurts and his limited ability to throw the ball. And But or do we do we forget that they've put up, you know, 69 points so far in the postseason and only allowed 14 points? Because every time you usually have one of these uh, grinded out offenses that has a, a top flight defense. They're a, a team that doesn't score. They score. They score and they score in bunches in Philadelphia. And that to me, it, it is it, that's an interesting thing to look at. But when you talk about the matchups here, I don't think Philly's running away with this thing by any stretch of the imagination, because there are ways that the matchups Kansas City has can not eliminate 
but you can try to equalize mm-hmm. that dominant pass rush, right? If you if you have so much success with your four pass rushers that have gotten 53 sacks on the year, it's actually more than that now. In the regular season, they had 53 of their 70 sacks. 53 of 70 were with four-man rushes. So not bringing extra pressure. And what the, the great thing that uh, Kansas City can always do is they can always bring in help. And one of the things that they're so good at is bringing in extra help to their offensive line without being a detriment to their explosiveness offensively. Um, because they'll bring in their two tight end sets, their three tight end sets. They'll keep a back in, but it is where guys are releasing out of Andy Reid's offense that is always the big question mark. And that is a massive equalizer with with the Kansas City Chiefs. Because if you want to go in and, and say, all right, where are the weaknesses uh, in an advantage for Kansas City or for Philadelphia? It is, they like to bring it off the edge. They're really quick. Hassan Reddick has one of the most ridiculous first steps mm-hmm. in the league coming off the edge. They get sack after sack because the offensive line just has to fan out, yep. and then, boom, you get a lot of pressure inside as well. Well, if you bring in two or three tight ends, what does that force the edge rushers to do? forces them to widen out, take deeper angles, which helps your offensive line out a little bit. But at the same time, you have to, as you're widening out your edge rusher, you have to account for where Travis Kelsey is. Mm-hmm. You don't know what which one of the tight ends is going to be releasing out. Is it going to be the back that's going to be releasing out? Heck, you could have two tight ends on one side of the formation okay, to help your tackles, but both of them could release. One of them could release. None of them could release. Or if both of them release, the back is there for help, and they do a really good job in pass pro. Like Those are things that I sit there and – this is the the brain pretzel that I get in is, what is Andy Reid going to do? We talked about this early in the week. Screen the hell out of him. You, you, you have a screen game because what is Philly's biggest uh, flaw as a team? Tackling on the outside. Yep. It's a Which one, they did a great job of last week. Incredible week job against yeah. San Francisco is that they tackled. Mm-hmm. And one thing we know KC's going to do is to say, all right, we'll force you to tackle even better. Let's see how, let's see how you do this time around. Is there a position group right now where you're like, yes, that's where Kansas City makes their hay? Where Kansas City makes their hay? Yeah, yeah quarterback and coaching. Okay. I think quarterback and coaching, I, I think that that's where they make their hay. Because Patrick Mahomes is dangerous, yes. even even injured. And when Andy Reid says our whole playbook is is ready for him, that is that's something that you should take note of. Because... And I don't want to just Jalen Hurts has had an MVP caliber season. And that should not be just disregarded and thrown out here. But he is not Patrick Mahomes. And he's nowhere close. That is a clear and decisive advantage for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I also think of one of the ways that, you know, you where Philly is vulnerable is the strong suit with what this receiving court is for Kansas City. These aren't the deep burners. We're going to we're going to just get over the top, get over the top. Mm-hmm. They're going to beat you over the middle. They're going to beat you in the in the intermediate edges on the outside. And that is where if there is a weakness for Philly's defense and it's not a big weakness. No. But it is a if you're going to say where would you attack a really complete defense? That's where it is and that's where Kansas City's best at. And that was the interesting thing for me going into the game against the 49ers. 
that we really didn't get to see because they got back there and they destroyed both quarterbacks. Yeah. Was that, and I guess that's Philly's counter is, oh, you want to try to exploit us? Yeah. Cool. We're just going to hit your quarterback a lot, and then you can't. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's a great true. game plan. <laughs> Darius Slay said it during during opening night, because I guess Brandon Ayuk, for some reason, is saying that it would have been different if the quarterback, like they would have won if the quarterbacks didn't get hurt. And it's like, I do agree the game would have been closer. I don't think it would have been. Mm-hmm. I, I still think Philly would have picked Philly last week. I think Philly would have won. But Darius Slay sitting there and going, Bro, we we hit and hurt both of your quarterbacks. Yeah. Like that. Guess Wh- what? Whoever you put back there was gonna catch hell. What we do is we beat you like that. Yeah. And I think that um, schematically, though, I think that that quarterback and that coaching that's a big one. And then I also think the tight ends against Philly's linebackers, is which we thought going into the 49er game too, yeah. was because that's the their one piece is that their their yep. pass coverage at linebacker. Well, okay. Yeah. It doesn't live up to the standards of the rest of the defense, which the secondary is the best secondary in the NFL. The front four, actually front, let's call it their front seven because everybody they run through there, mm-hmm. is the best front in the NFL. Yeah. But like the standard is that defense is so good that you have to nitpick what the thing is. It's not the best in the NFL. It's not like they're poor at that at that position. They're just not the best of the NFL at that position. And the crazy part about Philly is how how ridiculously deep they are because they are they are that deep. And they've got dudes across mm-hmm. the board. It's not even it's not just in the front, it's in the secondary as well. They they can roll uh uh nickel corner coverage out and be just as great too. Yeah. I uh, this is a this will be a better game. I, I there's just a lot of people that are on Philly. And seems so mm, adamant I am. that Philly is is better. Kansas City, the Mahomes factor is real. It's, it's like well, a, that's a real thing, and they've been drugged into deep water in big games mm-hmm. so many times. And look, you play you play the opponents that are ahead of you, but the New York Giants, um, when you play a team for the third time, what in just a few weeks, even. Uh, since December 11th, they played three times. Like that, okay, Philly had the book on New York. They'd beaten them two previous times, mm-hmm. and so you have them that third time where they were riding a high and you were riding a bye. Then you get San Francisco with banged-up quarterbacks, and you broke their will early in that game with those injuries. And so they had two pretty easy walks through, and that's not – we've seen this before too where – Everybody's been so sure one team is better than the other. And what happens in the Super Bowl? What happens? That's how this guy's lost 15 straight bets. 100%. That is how that guy's lost 15 straight bets, right? We all go back to when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Everybody was so sure Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. What happened at the very beginning of that game? Snap into the end zone safety. Oops. (laughs) You know, the Super Bowl brings the crazy out, and I can't wait for it. 503-250-1080. 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. Um, I do have one more one more oddity, though. If it's a kiss of death for the Eagles, uh, I have one for the Chiefs as well. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. On 1080 The Fan. All right, 503-250-1080. That's a fan text line. Uh, gave the kiss of death this week for the Eagles. The guy who's bet on 15 straight Super Bowls incorrectly has God. picked the Eagles. I mean, I've had some bad runs. Yeah. But not like that. That's brutal, man. Jeez. Yeah, 15 in a row. Like, almost every metric, anytime they put it, like, everywhere you go, whether it's ESPN, Pro Football Focus, uh, Football Outsiders, whatever, like, they're pretty dang close to 50-50 splits on what their computers are are saying who's going to win. This is a tough one, as tough as they get. I I feel, in fairness, uh, to the Eagles and the Eagles fans, you have one big kiss of death in 15 straight losers on the betting slips for that one guy picking you. But here's another one for uh, Chiefs fans on can they buck this trend. Do you know the record of quarterbacks who have led the NFL in passing in the Super Bowl, what their record is? I believe I do. You do? You do? You do? Go on. Do you? Yeah. I think I saw this the other day. Yeah, yeah, I think it popped up. They're winless, aren't they? 0-6? Oh, 0-6. No. Uh, quarterbacks who have led the NFL in passing are 0-6 oh, in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes led the NFL in passing this year. And it's not mm. like there's a bunch of slouches on this list. Um, this list includes Dan Marino in Super Bowl twenty nine, uh, Kurt Warner in Super Bowl thirty six, Rich Gannon... In Super Bowl 37, Thomas Edward Brady twice, Super Bowl 42, and Super Bowl 52, and then Peyton Manning in Super Bowl 48. How about that for data? It's never happened. A quarterback who has won uh, the passing title and all lost, all of those guys, some of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. Is that coincidence, or is that perhaps teams that maybe relied too much on the passing game that were exploited in the Super Bowl? I think it may be a little bit of both. And also you have, uh, on the other side, 
great defenses too mm-hmm. that that those teams are playing. Great pass defenses. And what does Philly have? Philadelphia has the best secondary in football. The best pass defense in the league. They have the best defense, or second best defense in the NFL period. And guess what they just did? They just scored 31 on the best defense, the San Francisco 49ers, a week, uh, two weeks ago. And they didn't look great in, in the first half. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. That is, I do have a worry, though. If Jalen Hurts gets popped, if that shoulder's still uh, struggling. It should be fine. Should, it, it's like not just yeah, no. It's not just Patrick Mahomes that's coming in with questions. Yeah. The first time Mahomes is forced to run, and the first time uh, Jalen Hurts takes a shot, how do either of those guys react in those situations? Because you could see game plans go whoop, yep. just flip on their head real quick. Uh, also, got got this coming up. Uh, I think the MVP race is kind of down to two two guys. You know, the MVP gets announced on Saturday night. You know that mm-hmm. the NFL awards, the NFL honors. Since two thousand, NFL MVPs who have appeared in the Super Bowl. Do you know their record? I would imagine it sucks. Zero and eight. Yeah, zero and eight yeah. since two thousand. That's super weird. Yeah, right. Like that's that's even weirder to me than the like the passing stuff makes actually a little bit of sense because that's typically teams that are. Not as equally well balanced. Either their defense is a little sus, or yeah. their running game's not great. Like you can tell, they're 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 leaning on their quarterback's greatness to get them there. Yep. The MVP stuff, I think you could maybe draw a pretty straight line between quarterbacks and obscene numbers and the MVP, but not always. Yeah, well, because it's not all quarterbacks. Because no. uh, every guy except for uh, Marino, because this is since two thousand that we mentioned before, Kurt Warner, Rich Gannon. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, all of those guys are on this list mm-hmm. of the guys who lost that Super Bowl. But so is Sean Alexander, yep. who was the rushing title leader in uh, Seahawks fans. Monster year. If you guys still feel like you got screwed by the referees in that Super Bowl, you did. You did. You did. Um, because did you know Jerome Bettis is from Detroit? Uh, <laughs> you have Sean Alexander, Cam Newton, and Ryan uh, Matt Ryan. All on that list of guys who won the MVP and then lost the Super Bowl. Even though, like, in it, you do it in weird ways. The refs screwed the Seahawks. Uh, Matt Ryan twenty-eight to three screwed himself over that game. <laughs> I mean, they lost twenty. They had a twenty-eight to three lead and losing overtime. So it happens in weird ways. But um, and Cam Newton's the, the obviously the weird one here. In the they never had a chance. Yeah, it should be noted that prior to two thousand. Mm-hmm. The NFL MVP's record was 10-0 and in Super Bowls prior to 2000. It's almost like the shift to the quarterback-driven league was pretty indicative of that. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, if, if Patrick Mahomes wins it, I will say, yeah, he was the most valuable player in the NFL. Who do you think ends year. up winning it? Because I think, I I think, think it's if, Mahomes. Do you? I yeah. think it's Hurts. Yeah, I think Mahomes does it. I, I, because everybody always wants to be wants to be different mm-hmm. and not go with it's like it's the reason why Michael Jordan and LeBron and and other players yeah. have not won MVPs in the NBA. It's it's narrative. Yeah, everybody wants. Well, oh, this is a cooler story this year as opposed yeah. to like just looking at. Man, no, this guy's the best player in football. Well, yeah, so, hurts getting hurt. Hurts his boy. Hurts is hurt. Hurts getting hurt. Hurts his chances of winning the MVP. Well, so which I he, don't think is right either. If he does win it, then which one of those, you know, offers drops? Because you'll have the offer on the MVPs and yeah, the offer for if, the passing leaders. If Jalen Hurts does, if Jalen Hurts does win it, 
Then you got the 0 for 8 MVP yeah. and the 0 for 6 passing leader. Or which one, which one goes? Well, yeah, some and die. Or uh, Patrick Mahomes can just get be the both. slump buster. <laughs> or he or he gets them both, gets the MVP yeah. and that. And, yeah, he'd and... be the slump buster. He'd break both of those spells. So a little bad news hmm. for both sides in this in this uh, interesting Super Bowl. Um, <clears throat> 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. Um, your thoughts. Uh, I could see uh, Chris Jones taking out Jalen Hurts. I could, too. Chris Jones, he could be the wrecker for the Philadelphia uh, Eagles day because whether if they move him inside or outside, where they're bringing pressure from, that is he can be a handful and Karloftis, um, the rookie on the outside, those two guys are going to be the key for um, the Chiefs because the kind of prevailing thought of how Kansas City attacks Philadelphia is, remember last week I was saying the one thing that Cincinnati may be able to do um, is turn their back to Patrick Mahomes, play more man-to-man coverage. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised that Lou Anarumo didn't do it as much as Steve Spagnolo did. Mm-hmm. But if you are talking about where Jalen Hurts can hurt you um, in his passing game, I mean, you can play a lot of zone coverage, and if you can bring pressure, that seems to be the prevailing thought is what Spagnolo's going to do is bring five and zone blitz all day long where you don't know where that, that pressure is going to Confusing where those, that, those coverage is going to go. And, and you, that then puts the onus on Jalen Hurts. You have to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. You have to make the right decision, and they do that to try to free up one-on-one matchups with Chris Jones um, with offensive linemen based on where you're sending that pressure from. So um, I think that that's going to be the the big one is do they just sit there and instead of turning their back to um, the quarterback like we should have seen a whole lot more of from Cincinnati, do they play with eyes on the quarterback in zone coverage and say, all right, Jalen, you got to find that soft spot. Devontae Smith, you've got speed. You've got to find the soft spot and then pay a little bit more attention to where A.J. Brown is. Yeah, make sure you know where he, that guy's at. Because if, if there's somebody who's oh, going yeah. to break that open, it's him. Heck, yeah. He's going to be the guy that finds that soft spot. Big body receiver who's physical as all get yeah. out. And Goddard running underneath, underneath those zones. <clears throat> yeah, Dallas Goddard is interesting to me. Um, he is... Out of South Dakota State, like how does a guy that big and that nasty end up there? Get overlooked and yeah. end up at South Dakota State. Super, like, I don't get super it. Super weird. Yeah, and he he he's a Jackrabbits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great nickname. One of the best. Yeah, one of the best. Five zero three two five zero ten eight. Well, more on that. Um, we got Super Bowl bets. Get all your betting questions in five zero three two five zero ten eighty. We've got our BetQL Network Insider. We will not go over fifteen. The host. For with Bet MGM tonight, Ryan Horvat joins us after Rust with SportsCenter. It's a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. On 1080 The Fan. All right, we are efforting Ryan Horvath, our BetQL Network Insider, the host of Betting MGM tonight, uh, to get our Super Bowl bets in. Text us, 503-250-1080, if you have any props that you want us to get to. 
Uh, let's talk about this trade deadline, though, uh, until we get Horvath. We're trying to get him. Um, so what is it? We're, we're talking about the framework. More and more is coming out about whom is going west on the three-team deal between the Lakers. Go to hell. The Jazz, don't like you either. And the Minnesota Timberwolves, <laughs> meh. Um, what is wh- who? Whomst is going where and for what, and how does that affect the Portland Trailblazers? The framework of this is that Mike Conley from the Utah Jazz will end up in the uh, Twin Cities, Minneapolis. Okay. D'Angelo Ooh, Russell. I actually like that. That's Conley playing with Heady that team. veteran, hand, giving the ball, turning the team over to Anthony Edwards, who has had, over the last six weeks has been probably the second best guard in the Western Conference behind Damian Lillard. And if you need to have that little pick-and-roll action with Gobert and uh, Conley, you can do that because uh, they have familiarity with each other, too. I actually like that. I like that's not bad. It's, it's, it's definitely an interesting thing because here's the thing. The Timberwolves gave up everything for Rudy Gobert. Yes, They, they cannot afford to miss the playoffs. Mm, they cannot. That's, that's, that's not a thing that they can do. So then you're going to send D'Angelo Russell back to the Los Angeles Lakers and the Utah Jazz will send uh, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt as well to the Lakers. What will happen is is Russell Westbrook's $45 million salary will get sent to the Utah Jazz and they will get, I think they're going to get draft compensation. It will be one of the 2027 or 2029 firsts. I think it's going to be the 2029 because I don't, as I've been texting back and forth, and, and it sounds like Utah is trying to pry them both. I don't think they're going to get I wonder both. how protected that will be. They'll, they will be unprotected. unprotected. They will. I would be willing to bet money they, were, they are unprotected. But uh, I think they're only going to get one, and I'm, I think it's going to be the 2029. That is juicy. It's though. a juicy pick. That for Which is why Utah would do this. And they, they pulled the rug out on on any other deals that they had in the works because, obviously, f- the framework had been discussed with Portland mm-hmm. on uh, – uh, widely reported, by the way. Yes. Um, with Portland. This was and always then, the issue was, could Malik, Danny get a first-round pick? And then Malik Beasley was also we, – we heard mm-hmm. initially that he would pair those guys for a first. Yep. But there have been reports uh, attaching Beasley to other trades, not with Portland – because they weren't getting that first round pick. This is desperation. This is desperation by the Lakers coming in too. If you're giving up that 2029 20, pick, that is the that may be the holy grail for Danny Ainge's war chest that he is he's putting together that he's acquired from Minnesota and now LA. Yes. Uh as well as Cleveland in the Donovan Mitchell deal. Like they they have got it's them and OKC. Man. But, they they own the drafts going forward. But but the Cleveland one though, I, I do feel like they will they will be more stable moving forward. That's but here's the question: Donovan Mitchell's deals up in two years, yeah, or a year after this year, and there is thoughts that he may opt out. Okay, so and if that happens, then what happens to Cleveland? Uh, uh, then you're but Kobe Altman, like you have this idea he's that smart. he's stable, yeah. he's smart. He's smarter than Dan Gilbert, <laughs> but perhaps, but perhaps the, yeah. there is a reset in there, yeah. And you get that opportunity. Listen, Dan, this is how Danny Ainge got Jason Tatum. I I'm well aware. Yeah, this is this is how he, they did this. Then they traded they, back they in the Markel Fultz deal. Yep, this is they. Danny Ainge knows how to strip hmm. mine a team and how to get going in three to four years. Fun fact. Hmm. 
You know, Darren Williams and Kyrie Irving Mm -hmm. left the Nets with the same amount of playoff series victories. Wow. One? Yeah. Yikes! Uh, How this impacts the Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, they've been linked to Jared Vanderbilt. And this is... This is the one caveat that I was told is if a first round pick and nobody thought the first was going to come. Yeah. And that's why I, I, I do remember you saying that a couple of weeks ago when we first were talking about this. Like, yeah. They want Danny Ainge wants a first round pick and nobody and, thought and it was going to come. It was being thought of in the same vein as Masai Ujiri's ideas of how many first three first for OG. Yeah. And, and, and it was Ainge wants a first round for Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, but who's going to give that up? Yeah. Uh, turns out, it's the Lakers because Rob Palenka is dumb. And, look, everybody asks the Lakers for more. There is a very real thing to that where the Lakers do have There's to Lakers give tax. up more yeah. in, in trades because it's the Lakers. Nobody wants to see the Lakers do No, it. and the same thing with Portland for agency. Portland has to pay a premium because nobody wants to come to Portland. Like, there's, there's certain things that exist out there. The flip side of this is this does make the Lakers better. It's addition by subtraction of getting Russ the hell out of there. D'Angelo Russell is a is a plus player offensively, horrible defensively. Yeah. Malik Beasley is a, another shooter, which that would give the team one. They, uh, they don't have any shooting. It is atrocious. Okay. So now you've got a little bit of floor spacing, which I've heard that works really good with LeBron James. Oh, yeah. Call me crazy. He's never been successful with that. No, and then Jared Vanderbilt's another guy defensively who works as a playmaker who's can take on point of attack and take on big wings, can even be a, kind of a help side defender. Uh, to help out AD or or Thomas Bryant uh, if Bryant continues to shoot threes uh, as well as he did against the Trailblazers. Uh, I can tell you this right now. Uh, he, he won't. Oh, okay. He he won't shoot that well. Uh, that was just like against the Blazers type thing. But um, we should also mention this trade has not been formalized yet. It, it is not. I, this I is reached... framework that has been. And uh, the big one is, Will the Lakers part with the with that first round pick? And if they do, then that's how this thing happens. This is Danny Ainge doing what he does. Yeah, so, seemingly somehow getting it done every single time. I have reached out to folks that are that are uh, locked in on this trade, so to speak, yeah. uh, or on this proposed trade. They all seem to believe that this has enough traction that everybody is signing signing off enough on the the basic framework. Uh, the thing that I believe is being worked out is which pick the Lakers send. Okay. So it does sound like it's going to happen. So All right. now where do the Blazers pivot to? Poll question at Danny and Dusty. If you go on the old Twitter bots there, give us a follow and uh, vote on this poll that we got going on right here. Will the Portland Trail Blazers make a deal in the next 24 hours? 69.5% nice said yes. 30.5% said no. Uh, I, I find that. Even even with Vanderbilt off the board, likely, I still feel very strongly okay, they're going to make was moves. My, that, yeah. Well, now does it become desperation to improve your roster a little bit? I don't believe that Jared Vanderbilt was the only player that they are pursuing. Okay, they need length. Yes. Without length, mm-hmm. there is no reason to make the playoffs mm-hmm. this year. Because, <laughs> because if that happens, uh, then you, you sit They'll there. be over real quick. Well, I mean, I guess the only reason to make the playoffs happen is if that Chicago pick conveys when you make the playoffs. Yes. That's the only reason that you would do it. Um, but th- their ceiling is not high. It's not high at all. I mean, it wouldn't be – we're not sitting there and talking about the Jared Vanderbilt trade raising the ceiling that much higher, 
But as far as positioning positioning you forward into the off season, that one does help because then that checks one of the boxes that they would that they will have to address in the off season, which is getting depth and longer depth. If you go and you get a Jared Vanderbilt at the trade deadline, you don't need to address that in June or July. You need to address that, you know, you already do in February as opposed to doing it then. Now, if no deals made, the Blazers are having to continue to check the boxes of what makes us a competitive playoff team, mm-hmm. and you have you still have a full list. You want to at least get a couple of those boxes checked off at this trade deadline and then position yourself to make a bigger move in the offseason. And that's exactly what the Trailblazers are trying to do, regardless of, of what happens around them, is that they're still trying to make moves that make sense mm-hmm. for this team for the immediacy, in a sense, but it's about setting them up for the long haul. I and for everybody who's like, "Oh, the Blazers are panicking," I don't, I don't think they are. Okay. I don't think they're going to make a panic move in, in any way. All right, that that is not a sense that I have gotten from anyone. Well, I'd like to see him make a big swing, but those I would are too. Harder to do it, it, at you, the deadline. Those guys need to be available. That's the big thing. And then come this summer, I I genuinely believe that it will be more than Kevin Durant possibly being available you, you never know who's gonna get who's gonna get frustrated there's always somebody ants always in their pants yes in the next couple of months so i just hope a move is made a team flames out in the playoffs and a, a guy who you thought was there long term yeah i don't want to be here i want a new favorite blazer because we we it, now's the time to do it right yes Remember, this summer is jabari walker yeah it's all-star People thought Summer League was awesome. Stud. <laughs> it was going to be great. Super fun. Beginning of the year, we actually had a couple of those. Mm-hmm. We, we've we had Shaden Sharp be that guy for stretches. Sure. Jeremy Grant. Hart, even. Uh, Josh Hart has had his little runs of it. But uh, I think we're due for a new one. Yeah, and it, that's what we need at the trade deadline. Are we forgetting about the mayor of Troutdale? Oh, Drew Eubanks? Yeah, but he's, yeah. he's always beloved. Yeah. Yeah. His run started at the end of last year. At about this time. Yeah. And we were like, hey, who do you root for? Oh, the guy who's from here. He's working real hard out there. Um, the 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 Shack of Troutdale, or as he said with Brooke Olsendam, the Trout of Shackdale. Yes. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Believe it or not, the Blazers not having the worst day on the web. There, It gets worse. Danny and Dusty on the fan. It's a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. On 1080 The Fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. All right, for today's worst day on the web, we take you to the Twitter feed of Eagles reporter Elliot Shore Parks from our sister station, uh, 94WIP.com in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, it is an Odyssey station. <clears throat> Elliot uh, tweeted. Odyssey station? <laughs> an, Odyssey st- an Odyssey station. Uh, to be fair to Elliot, um, his Twitter bio reads Eagles reporter for 94WIP, podcast host at GoBirdsPod, hashtag the beat writer you need, hashtag leads, and then says a bad take is better than no take at all. 
Well, we'll let you be the judge. Elliot Shore Parks tweeted out this morning, if you built the ideal quarterback from scratch, you'd be build a quarterback closer to Jalen Hurts than Patrick Mahomes. That's just a fact when looking at what matters in today's NFL. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Nelly. Why? <laughs> I maybe because he's uh he's thicker? Um do, should we shall we go to the tail of the tape between the two? Should should we go tail of the tape? Let's do tail of the tape. All right, height. Patrick Mahomes, uh, six foot two inches. Uh-huh. Right. Um, Jalen Hurts, six foot one inch. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. That's not going well for okay. him off the bat. Um, weight. Uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes, 225 pounds. Okay. Jalen Hurts, 223 pounds. Oh. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. Well, I don't see the measurables there. Uh, the measurables sure aren't sticking out to me as being the big difference. And I don't know what you would look for from intangibles either that would separate Jalen Hurts from Patrick Mahomes and say he's he's what you would want in building the prototype. Because if I, we're being quite frank, um, both of them are physically very gifted, but. What you look at from the and I love Jalen Hurts. We were talking about this yesterday. How he is mature, but he is not polished. Right? He's not a cookie can or cookie cutter answer. He won't have, give you canned answers for everything in the world. He is mature and he's honest, but he is not polished. He's a little gruff and a little rough around the edges. Yeah, not and, not for everyone. And, it's, and then that, I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way. It's just it's not. Um, 18-year Tom Brady. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes, uh, he's got a cartoonish voice, which is, uh, I guess, off-putting, but that's going to be your big knock. Neither one of these guys have tremendous knocks, but if you're talking about arm strength, arm talent, Mahomes, all day long. If you're talking about escapability, both of them have it, and both of them have that knack. But if you're going to sit there and be like, if we're... If you built the ideal quarterback from scratch, you'd build it closer to Hurts than Mahomes. F- factually incorrect. No, the guy with the howitzer attached to his shoulder is the guy that I want. That's the one I'm taking. Uh, so let's go to the reads. Um, the comments. Did you fall and hit your head? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to... <laughs> well, there's just a lot of great... A lot of, a, a lot of profanity, I'm sure. Uh, yep, can't do it. A lot of just photos that are being... <laughs> <laughs> I noticed a lot of Eagles fans on there saying this guy does Gosh. not represent us. Yeah, that seems to be a prevailing thought um, in here. And then there's like, if we... But there's a picture of Devontae Smith saying, if we're going by what the prototypes, uh, Devontae Smith wouldn't be on the team. <laughs> which is true, which is also why they went and got A.J. Brown. Yeah, because their wide receiver weighs a buck sixty. <laughs> He's a very small man, but good luck trying to catch him. Um, and then, yeah, he doesn't represent Philly. Uh, oh, my gosh, you're making this week longer. <laughs> it's just overall hate coming in. Oh, boy, the quote tweets are the brutal ones. Because that the quote tweets, now, ratios have been changing. The ratios have been changing quite a bit. 
because what ratios used to be are the the comments to likes and retweets. Now you got to look at the comments and the quote tweet to retweet ratio. Because if you're getting quote tweeted a lot, that means that you have a very bad ratio going on. Yes. Things are going horribly wrong. Um, and here's the reasoning. Mahomes is older. He isn't a threat with his legs. Don't know what games he's watched. Um, Hertz is a good thrower too, and Hertz is in the Super Bowl and is favored. Well, they're both in the Super Bowl, and is he's favored by what a point and a half? Is that what we're at right now? Yeah, oh. that's that's an interesting spot to say the least. Point and a half. Uh, yeah, this is the worst tweet of all time. <laughs> Skinny wee man from Jackass has a bird brain. <laughs> wow, uh, this doesn't make sense at all. Respect Patrick. I got that one. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, we do have one person saying um, he, this is a fact. So there's one guy who agrees. If I could make the ideal quarterback from scratch, he would be 12 feet tall with six arms. That's actually a good point. Why? Why? What, what's the purpose of the multiple arms here? Uh, you don't arm slots. You don't know which arms going to throw. Just change change sides. Yeah, because you know how many stiff arms you could do. You five stiff arms. And you could still throw the ball. You know how you see a quarterback like fend off a defender with mm. one arm? Can you imagine if you have five other ones? Good luck. Just, it, it's kind of like the whole, uh, do you ever see the Reddit thread? Why don't uh, the four other warriors around the court surround Stephen Curry in a circle and just let him shoot threes all game? Well, can we answer that? Who has a good answer? I guess kind of. But it was. But it, it just kind of made me think of that. That that It was one of the more obscene uh, Reddit NBA threads I've ever come across. Okay, let's break that down, though. Why wouldn't you do that? How do you stop it? They think the exact Moving screen. the exact phrasing was why Why don't the other four Warriors lock arms and form a circle around Steph Curry and just let him shoot? And I was like, why don't they? I, I think it ultimately came down to it's something in the rule book that doesn't allow for that. But okay, it would be kind of funny if you said kind of just went Red Rover, Red Rover around Steph Curry. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. We need to actually do that. And then you could have breakouts where if they're just going to jump the circle, then boom, you send somebody to the hoop Pass and you the throw top. a little lob. Yeah. And then it devolves into basketball. It, absolutely. But you have the ultimate weapon. Well, Damian Lillard. Why don't the Blazers do this yeah. with Damian Lillard? Guess what? You're not going to need all that size. We just saw Dame pull up with ease from half court. He didn't step into it. It was flat-footed like a free throw, and it just, mm, yuck. Well, he was waiting for somebody to come out and guard him. Jeru Holiday backed off of him. And he said, okay, wham. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, this is actually within my range. Hmm. Obscene. Uh, you know what else is really great? Is Twitter is actually down right now. What? Yeah, Twitter is actually down right now. Working for me. Is it? Yeah. You sure? Yeah, I think you may have just been kicked off. Uh, there's, I, I've gotten five different texts from people saying, asking if, I, if, if I'm off Twitter as well. I got 20, I got a tweet 20 seconds ago. Okay. So, so maybe it's not everybody. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe. Maybe. What'd you do? I, nothing. I was, like, I was getting ready to tweet from the, the, the show account. Uh-oh. And even then that guy, I swapped, I swapped over to the, to the station account and mine, all of them. They're not working. None of them are working. Oh boy. Ruh -roh. This is not a good day for Twitter to go. Elon. Hey, worst day on the web is going to be Elon. Yeah, no, I'm about to say, I'm take it away from this reporter and uh, give it to Elon for, you can't do this in t 24 hours until a trade deadline. I saw Facebook was down, was trending on Twitter. So the, Everything's going down? Are they all getting DDoSed? Yeah, we're getting the, the hackers are at it again. Love it. It's what China was doing with the spy balloon. 
we're getting everybody's Twitter and, and Facebook passwords. Yeah, uh, especially in Montana and Missouri. <laughs> Those are the guys that are posting the most vicious things on Facebook anyway, so that tracks. <laughs> All right, 503-250-1080. That is a fan text line. Uh, we're going to be joined next by uh, two-time Pro Bowler, uh, All-Pro Defensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL in his time, uh, member of the Green Bay Packers and the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Willie Buchanan will join us, Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.